Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. I'm glad you guys joined us today. I hope everything is going well with you, and I hope that we are always remembering that God is in charge of everything. And no matter what it looks like in our lives, no matter how bad things get, no matter how good things get, God is always in charge of those things. And we can't evaluate our walk with Christ by looking at our circumstances and saying, yes, they're very good, so I must be doing good to God, and no, they're very bad, so I must be, God has forgotten about me or he's mad at me. It does not work like that. Our walk of faith is not contingent on how much we have, how much we don't have, how much we feel like we're walking towards the Lord. I heard one of the pastors uh, on this radio station, I believe, one time, say that, Sometimes when we feel distance from God, that we feel distance because we're sinning. Well, that's obvious. And sometimes we feel distance from God because we haven't been in our Bible on our knees, which is sin too. And sometimes it's so God reminds us that we came to him by faith. And it's not a matter of our feelings. It's a matter of God's promises to us. So God said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, and you're a child of God, and you feel distant, then you need to be on your knees and in your Bible. But remember that even when you feel like you're not walking close to God, remember that he said, I'm never going to leave you and forsake you. It is not a matter of your feelings. It's a matter of faith. It's a matter of God's promises. And in all the history of mankind, God never broke one of his promises. So I've got a guest with me today. His name is also Tim. Been on the show many times with me. He <coughs> is our kitchen supervisor. He runs the, the distribution of the food. He cooks. He does all those things and tries to help the guys when they're struggling to know that there's a better day that can be around the corner and that we need to be walking with Christ. And so, um, Timothy, say hello. Again, his name is Tim, too. Matter of fact, I don't know. I think I told you this, Tim. A lady came in one time, and, and she met me, and I was giving her a tour, and she said, and you know, and you do all the cooking and everything? I said, well, yeah, thanks. I'm not quite that good. Uh, that's a different Tim. <laughs> so, just so you know, I am the director, I am the pastor, I'm not the cook, <laughs> but but I have him with me. Say hello to everybody, Timothy. How are we doing? I hope everybody is blessed as I am today. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I wanted to bring Tim on the show because we're in a transition period. It's a very strange time in the mission. Never been like this before for us. We have just come through this pandemic. We decided regardless of what was going on, we were going to open up the mission. And we've opened up for nightly services. We've opened up for the meals. And we've, we've stopped giving food out onto the, to, uh, just onto the porch. And so the attendance has not been like it was before COVID, but I think it's picking up every night. I, I don't know, Tim. Have you counted? 
Yeah, it has picked up, uh, Pastor, and uh, we are thankful for that. And like you said, it is a transition period for us. Uh, after a year of handing out hot meals, uh, people got in the habit of knowing where to come and at what time to come to receive a meal. Uh, now that we are open for services, we're hoping our numbers get back up. But, you know, we are truly blessed with you know, the food and the donations that are coming our way, you know, through uh, all you folks out there uh, and just uh, the agencies that provide food for us. You know, we're just so blessed in so many ways, you know. Sometimes I wish we could reach out to give more, you know. My message, I guess, if I had anything to say, I would just ask, tell anybody out there, if you know seniors or families that are struggling please give them our phone number let them go on our website we'd be more than happy to try to accommodate them with the food box and to explain to me the food box sure uh, you can call any day monday through friday but our food box handouts is on tuesday and thursdays and you can get one a month if you have a family and if you're a senior you can also get one a month but we've kind of went to you know kind of every week we just ask that people don't take advantage of it, but we'd, we'd love to help. We have the food, yep. and uh, if you want to call, you just call, and our food box distribution is between 1 and 2.30 on Tuesday and Thursday, but you can call between the hours of 8 and 4 and sign up to get a food box. And that goes out to anybody who's in need. If you know anybody, you know, don't be proud. That's what God has us here to do. Right. The hungry, we feed them, and that's what we want to do. And uh, we have no restrictions on those food boxes as I mean, as to who you are, right? No, not all. We just ask uh, that you bring some sort of identification right. so we know who you are, just uh, so that we can keep a log of who we're giving food to. So that would be the only requirement, but please, uh, we have the food. Uh, and it's it's a supplement. Uh, we're, you know, we're not going to give you a month full of food, but we do give you a food box with essentials that will get you through. Yeah. And with the new protocol being able to come in more often, you know, I, I keep hearing all the time that there's a lot of hungry people, a lot of people that need food, a lot of families that are going without. And so I was, I guess, a little bit surprised that our food box giveaway had dropped. But I guess there's so many agencies out there doing it right now. But all I can tell you is that if somebody says to you, yeah, well, those Christian guys, they only give to Christians. That's not true. We don't care what religion or whatever. We're going to give food boxes to whoever calls and is qualified. And by qualification, all you need to qualify is to have a residence and be a family or be a senior. If you're over 65, you still need to have a residence. And, and here's the other part of that. People will sometimes criticize that part of it and say, well, why can't you give a food box out to anybody? Well, here's the reason. Because if you give a food box out to the people out on the street, they have no way of refrigerating or cooking any of that stuff. And so then you hand it out there, they get sick, and who's responsible for that? And not just responsible from a legal standpoint, but morally responsible. That, that is not good stewardship just to hand it out. But if you got a family, you got a refrigerator, 
you got an apartment or whatever the case is, you got an address, we'll let you have a food box. And so then it's up to you guys to prepare it, right, Timothy? Absolutely. And then if you don't, you know, if you don't have a place to stay, we're open 365 days a year, 7.30 p.m. We hand out, we make hot food every single night. So our homeless people in our surrounding area and any area can come. We have no restrictions on who can come into the service and have a hot meal with us. Uh, we welcome everybody, and there is no restriction. You don't need an ID, and you don't need anything. So we, you know, we're just trying to get the word out there now during these hard times as we're transitioning from COVID back into some sense of normalcy. We just want to make sure that everybody's getting fed. And if you're hungry, you know, don't be proud. Please reach out and call the Union Gospel Mission. We'd love to help you. Yeah, so Timothy, uh, we have a big remodel going on, and I've been talking about it. And it's not just a little remodel. And by the way, every time I go back to talk to the contractor because they want me to look at something else, I am grateful we are in the middle of this project because the extension, the the extensiveness of some of the uh, wood rot that was back there was amazing. And so these guys, you know, Mike and his company out there who are, are the contractors, I mean, they're really doing a great job. When it looks like things are a little shaky, they jack everything up, they pull out what they have to. And so the cost of, of the project is going up, but it's not. it was not something unexpected, to, at least to me. So how does, uh, for instance, tomorrow you're impacted because of the construction, right? I am. Or have the water electricity off in the kitchen for a little over four hours. But you know what? We're going to make do. We're going to do co-cuts and things. But folks are going to eat, and that's what we do. Uh, as far as the remodel, it's truly a blessing. Uh, I've been uh, blessed to be employed at the Union Gospel Mission about nine years. I went through their program. And I, just to see what they're doing for our guests. And it's not for us. It's not for us to look good. It's for our guests that come in. Nice new showers, nice bed areas, just a complete overhaul. And it's truly a blessing, you know, to have people who donate to the mission. If you could see the transformation, your, your donations at work, I like to say, just with the food and the ability to go get food boxes and the holidays. And it's just not a total, you know, waste. We actually utilize everything that comes in the mission. We utilize to put back in the mission. It's truly a blessing. Yeah, I mean, when you go back and you see every piece of sheetrock, every wire stripped out, every piece of plumbing taken out, and... You see the concrete out on the side where they had to do uh, new great big sewer lines. And you think, wow. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is we didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know, although I suspected that behind the walls there were some serious problems. I didn't know how serious some of them were to the point that you could actually have had one of the walls collapse from the second floor. But we had no idea. So now everything's open, everything's exposed, and everything's being rebuilt. And these guys are really truthfully working their, their tail sections off. 
I got uh, electricians and plumbers and air conditioning guys and everybody's running all over the place. And, you know, I think I may have told you guys before, for many, many years when I was young, I was a commercial air conditioning guy and I did a lot of that stuff. And since I only worked commercial, uh, I had every penny store that was in the valley. They were my biggest account. The reason I'm saying that is I can tell when guys are doing a good job, and these guys are doing a great job. And so not only for the aesthetics of it, because don't forget, we want the guests that come in, and we want our program men to know that we care about them. And so we've got the administration offices, which is a new building, and I, we want them to have everything is good and up-to-date as what we have over in the administration offices. And not only that, even if it wasn't for the upgrade in things, when we started tearing into the walls, it's a safety issue. And fortunately, we caught it before anything serious could have happened. But you know, we live in an earthquake zone too, so we want to make sure everything is, is good. And my hat is off to the to the uh, city and to the county and all those guys for the permit process. Inspectors have been good. They, they're they thorough, but they are coming out. They're giving us advice whenever we need it. And so I appreciate all of them too. So they're, they're working with us on this stuff. And uh, so Danny, who's working, he works for me. He's our program or project coordinator He's overseeing some of that, getting the contractors together and everything. So everybody is working as hard as they can. Uh, we weren't sure when we were going to be open. We're not entirely sure now. But, you know, the hope is uh, November or maybe earlier. But if it is, that's almost a miracle. So, so Tim, it impacted you tomorrow, but... Some of the other things, uh, it's hard to work around with construction going on, right? Yeah, because we have donations coming in, as you know, Buzz, being on the other side uh, that you see here in the admin office, and I'm over on the other side. Uh, we have trucks come. We have donors that come to donate to us uh, daily, and it just puts a little bit of a strain on that, but... I wanted to touch on something you were sure. saying about the, the building and stuff. I says, you know, I was just sitting back thinking of God's grace yeah, because amen. all the things that were wrong with that building, God held that building together. Yeah. And we continue to be of service to our guests in spite of those things. It's not just, it's just God's, God's grace, God's mercy. And to see where it's going now, again, God's grace and mercy at work. And, you know, everyone else who contributes to, you know, just making sure that our homeless and our guests feel, you know, like they're cared about. And that's so important because our guests are judged every day, all day. And when they come to the refuge of the Union Gospel Mission, you can speak with them. They'll tell you they feel comfortable here. They feel you know, appreciated, safe, and it's just, it's just truly a blessing. Sometimes I get kind of emotional when I think about the transformation and, you know, being blessed to be a part of it, mm -hmm. you know, just to be a part of doing God's work is truly a blessing. Yeah, and the providence of time, you know, the pandemic hit, 
and we were planning on having to remodel anyway. And so then the, the COVID thing hit and we thought, geez, you know, because permitting takes quite a while. But, uh, you know, the again, I'm not trying to blow smoke. The reality is that the people uh, issuing the permits worked with Danny. They got everything through as quickly as possible because we're a homeless shelter. You know, we're needed. And uh, not that they don't for anybody else, but they did work with us on it, get it all going. So my hat's off to them. But it also meant that through the bulk of the pandemic, when we're doing work back there, we would have had to been closed anyway. Exactly. Because we'd already done the remodel for our 24 men up there. So their dorm is, is good. And then lower on the first floor, we had already done the break room for the program guys, which is great. It's nice. It's even got air conditioning in there now. And now for the folks from the street, we're going to have all the other amenities, a great shower that, you know, we're, we're getting rid of the tile even, and there's a special material they're going to use on the walls. They're putting in a special kind of concrete. They jackhammered everything out. We kept getting cracks in the floor. And this stuff has like a 25-year warranty, and they say it won't crack. It's going to make it safe for them. It's going to make it nice. It's going to make it nice and clean. And uh, so the process, by the way, so you know, is that the guys come in, and we have 60 men that sleep upstairs in the dorm. So they stay through a church service. We feed them. We give them pajamas. We clean bedding on the beds. And then what they do is they have to go take a shower. But really, truthfully, when people criticize us about the showers, here's the reality. Uh, Tim was on the program. Would you want to sleep up there if there were 60 guys that had not showered? No, negative. Because no. <laughs> it would just smell terrible up there. So it's not just for our guys. It's not for just cleanliness. It's for every man sleeping up in the dorms. And so, and we've done a lot. I mean, we went out and bought portable showers mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to stop that. And we have two more showers, uh, portable showers uh, that we bought for the ladies. Now, it's not going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. but So, uh, Tim, you were on the program. What actually is it like? There's, a, there's two spaces upstairs, right? Correct. Could you tell everybody what how that's divided? Oh, absolutely. And it's a lot different than when I was in the program. We're talking 10 years, 11 years ago. Um, you have a, a small area. Well, it's not small, um, but there's 24 bunk beds in that area, and that's where our, our program is located. And uh, you would room up there. You'd get a locker so you could put your clothes in. And then just outside the door that was our overnight guest. And that would be 60 beds, which is 30 bunk beds, which would house 60 uh, of our guests. And um, to touch back on what you were saying about showers, mm -hmm. it makes the guests feel anew, makes the guests feel clean, clean. Yeah. makes them feel good about themselves when they could be provided a shower a lot of people say transformation, what does that consist of? Well, we do the men's laundry there. We have a men's clothing closet there where we rotate clothes. 
Men can come into that area twice a day to get fresh, clean clothes, take showers, shaves, and make themselves feel, you know. Human again? Human again, if you will. It's been 100, 98, 97. Men, you know, tend to perspire. It's hot out there. And it feels good to take a shower. Now, some people don't like to do that. But, you know, we're going to require that because everybody does. And it doesn't smell good if they don't. <laughs> no. And, and really, truthfully, like Tim said, you know, three quarters of the guys at least want to take the shower. For those that don't, we have the other three quarters of the men that we have to consider how they're sleeping. You wouldn't want to have a guy out on the street sweating and and having stuff on his clothes and maybe sometimes there's some urine or whatever mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to be around that at night sleeping in a bunk bed so i don't think requiring them to shower is a big deal and like i said one time if you're if they yes they shower together they don't have individual stalls but here's the thing when i was in seventh grade and going into we had showers and after pe you were required and i kept having to do that all the way through high school mm -hmm. i don't know how Sports. it is now but after pe the coach would walk up and down to make sure yep. everybody had actually showered and heaven help you if your towel was dry because you were going back into the shower mm -hmm. so I, I don't see that as a big deal and i think it's something that we need to do but regardless of that the guys uh, up in the dorms, sleep in pretty close quarters, you know? Real close quarters. But, you know, there again, I was there. There was never no issues. Once in a while, one of the guests would be a little inebriated and come through the wrong door. But, you know, uh, everybody's very courteous there. I mean, a lot of our guests that stay there are very protective of the mission yeah. because of the services that we provide to them. So they will police the their own, if you will. They'll police the other guests, the new ones. Say, uh -uh, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So it's a blessing to see that because they really appreciate us being there. I've even heard that out on the street, sometimes if somebody has given the staff and everybody a pretty bad time, they get kicked out. Sometimes people out on the street don't appreciate them too much either. No, they don't, and they let them know. Because they know that we've been there for all these years and that, that as long as the good Lord allows us to be there, we're going to be there giving food, comfort. And, and don't, don't denigrate the comfort part of that. Sometimes when they come in, they talk to people, they get prayed for. It's not just a matter of sleeping, clothes, and showers, but to your point, uh, they know that they can come and that we care. So, Tim, I've only got, we've only got one more minute left. So anything particular you would like to say? I'd just like to thank each and every donor that's out there that contributes to us. And, and if truly, if you know anybody who needs food or help, please feel free to give us a call. We're here for that reason. Please do not hesitate. Can you stay with me for another show? Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> At any rate, we will be back with you next week, and we'll talk about some matching funds that we've got going and stuff and some pretty good things that are happening. And And Tim has been a part of it all these last 11 years, and so he keeps telling me I can't retire until he does. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.